听 Grandeur YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. Hello and welcome back to episode three of YYFM's Glamorgan podcast. I'm your host, as always. I'm Blake Bint, and today I'm not joined with Dan Davis, but I have a new guest on, and he goes by the name of Thomas Makin. So, Mr. Makin, I mean, I know you as Makin. I'm going to call you Makin. How are you doing today? <laughs> uh, not bad, mate. Not bad. Yourself? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, so, as mentioned, this thing is all things Glamorgan, this podcast. Um, but firstly, just uh, kind of insight to you. Um, I obviously know you quite well, so I know your county cricket knowledge is good, but uh, people new, I know you're quite keen to get on this podcast. So what uh, what about Glamorgan interests you? Um, I like the fact that it's the only first-class county in Wales, so playing for Glamorgan is sort of like playing for Wales. Um, and the lack of Welsh cricketers that sort of get into the England setup. It's quite interesting to look at, um, especially in the way that they could do things differently. Um, but to be honest, I think more with the county competition, Glamorgan sort of didn't really succeed for a few years and now they're sort of coming up and, you know, finished top three last year, um, had a good start this year. Uh, I know it ended in a draw, but having uh, two players hit hundreds and some good bowling performances was a really good sign um, and also getting the Welsh fire in it, it's nice having a franchise and having a load of people down at the ground so yeah yeah Glamorgan of course is a um, the the focus of this because we are based in South Wales and it is the only Welsh county so um, it's important that they get their sort of coverage um, we'll kind of tail off a little bit obviously 18 counties um, the start of this year there was kind of consideration of fixtures being cut and people are suggesting counties being cut obviously Glamorgan being the kind of odd one out if you were um, a lack of international players in the last kind of two decades now um, or coming up to two decades rather um, just how important do you think it is that we keep this coverage I think it's very important um, I mean like you said they need their they need their publicity uh, being the only first class team in Wales I just don't think they should get cut at any point because it's the England and Wales cricket board. If you get rid of them, it just throws a load of professional players out into the midst and you'll probably lose a lot of Welsh representation. A lot of young players in Wales all want to play for Glamorgan. They don't have aspirations to play for Surrey and Middlesex and all that. They want to play for Glamorgan. Um, so if you got rid of Glamorgan, you're losing the majority of the Welsh players that want to come through and that would also affect the grassroots level in Wales. Um, Wales is also a minor county in terms of when you get into the Welsh setup, you play sort of Hertfordshire and um, you don't play against the likes of Middlesex and if you do it's against their second eleven. Um, so it's very important that you keep publicising them and keep focusing on what they're doing well. I mean just an obvious example, when Marnus Labashain turned up he wasn't a big time international, he was struggling on the international stage. Now he's number one in the world, or he might not be at the moment, he might be number two or something like that, but he's regularly in the conversation of best batters in the world, and he loves Glamorgan, loves the county championship. Um, I think that's a prime example of why we should just keep it the same. Yeah, I absolutely agree, and it's important that we keep publicising the county championship. After the first couple of weeks of fixtures, we've had some really tight ones and some spectacular finishes in, in what's mostly rain-affected games, so it's come down to the wire, and obviously... Um, the England performances of last summer and uh, the winter just gone as well have 
really um, brought a promotion back onto the Red Bull game. Um, so in these episodes, we generally uh, review the game gone by. Of course, Glamorgan didn't have one last week. And we will preview the one going forward. So this week, we've got Durham coming up for Glamorgan. Obviously, just one game played for the Welsh side. Um, and like you said, it was a draw. So just firstly, how do you think um, that will be either a setback or an advantage um, playing against a side who's played two already now? Um, I think it's a bit of a setback because obviously Durham have got their... Well, I mean, if you look at Dan Beddingham, for example, he's just hit 180 this week, so he'll be full of confidence. Matt Koeman's taken a five first, Scott Borthwick's hit 100. Um, and the Glamorgan players have just been sort of netting. Whilst it's great feeling good in the nets, having the match practice and the confidence of knowing that your routine and your rhythm works in a game is much better than having a routine in the nets. Um, so yeah, I'd say it's a it, it's a little bit of a setback, but also Glamorgan are at home. So that's another advantage. I'd say it evens out a little bit because um, Glamorgan do actually do very well at home. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say it's quite even actually in terms of it'd be a hard game to predict because I think Glamorgan and Durham are both sort of fighting for two of those top three spots so it'd be a good it'd be a good benchmark for them to see where they are to be honest yeah I think Durham last year was slightly um, underperformed from what people had expected you know the likes of um, of Potts and Wood when he came back from injury and, yeah. um, and Stokes played a couple of games even so um, for them to come mid-table in Division 2 maybe was slight, slightly yeah. uh, poor for them um, so you mentioned Kuhneman and Beddingham a big battle of this game is going to be the overseas um, well firstly I'll let you tell you a little story about Matthew Kuhneman well yeah he um, he was at uh, Bishop Stortford the year after I left I think um, when I first came to Wales so he's played in England for most of his um, overseas uh, stuff so whenever he goes into the uh, Australian summers he's obviously got his uh, district out there but then he used to come over and play sort of Premier League cricket in Hertfordshire and Essex and I think Bedfordshire as well um, and from what I've heard from people that are at Bishop Stortford he's a great guy um, works really 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 hard had a very good season there um, he's sort of come out of nowhere as well in terms of the international stage he struggled a bit in when he made his one day uh, debut but then went out to India and got rid of Coley a few times so he's uh, clearly worked very hard and improved and he's like we said he's taken a five wicket all straight away in the county championship um, and the other thing is spinners don't normally take a lot of wickets early on in the county well, championship he's got two fives now hasn't he did he get one against Sussex when they narrowly lost as well yeah I think he did so um, spinners don't normally take like I said a lot of wickets England have been looking for a spinner because spinners don't normally take a lot of wickets in the early um, stages of the county champ so to have a spinner come in and just immediately get two five wicket hauls is quite impressive, really. Yeah, of course. There's a there's another one in the same division in Zafar Gohar, who mm. Glamorgan would have already played. Do you think for if we focus on Glamorgan, do you think that'll be a um, something that does play to their advantage slightly? The fact that they've played against um, another quality left arm spinner who's probably quite similar in that sense. I think one thing that Glamorgan will have learnt from that first game is you've got to pick a spinner. Um, as nice as it was having van der Gutten take a load of wickets and uh, Podmore bowled very well in the first innings, not having a spinner, it, it, 
he just created a different line of attack. You know, I think Byram originally sort of struggled to work him out. Um, Byram, obviously, a very good player. Uh, he's had a lot of success against Spin as well, and he struggled to work him out. Um, so Carlson and Root obviously played him really well. But I think going into sort of the fourth innings of a game, you need to have a spinner there. And I, I like the fact that spinners are now taking a lot of wickets, bowling a lot of overs in the early stages of the county championship. Because like we said, there's always the conversation around Jack Leach and the England side and the, the fact that there aren't many spinners. I mean, you look at the Surrey side that's been out recently. A lot of people have spoken about Dan Moriarty as a future England spinner and he hasn't even played because the wickets don't support it. Um, so yeah it's difficult I think Koonman will do really well at Fire Gardens because it does turn um, it's, it'll be interesting to see whether Glamorgan changed their lineup to include a spinner though um, I'll be interested to see that because realistically who do you drop so yeah yeah we'll come on to um, sort of predicted lineups a bit later on but um, while we're on the topic of spinners um, I just want to mention so you have some opinions that uh, a bit out there sometimes you know Moriarty for England I would say is not one that certainly was on my mind um, <laughs> but you know particularly in the in the test squad um, you believe uh, as someone who's got very good knowledge of South Wales Premier Cricket and uh, Wales National County Cricket that the best spinner in Wales is not currently I contracted I wouldn't say the best spinner in Wales I'd say someone who's got a bright future and should probably be looking at a contract very soon if not this year probably next year um Rodri Lewis who plays at St Fagans and plays in the um UCCE side I think the way he holds up an end is superb and he genuinely turns the ball um when he played in the UCCE game against Glamorgan he looked fantastic um and he can bat as well I mean he, he seems to have gone more down the white ball route of playing all the scoops and um all the flashy shots but with Basball in effect I think that's also not the worst thing in the world um, but he's also a left armour which brings in another element because the majority of batters are right handed so if you, if you can get the ball going away from the batters and you can do it consistently um, then yeah I think it's another element I think Salter has been a great servant to Morgan and like you said we'll go into predicted lineups later and I think he should play the next game uh, but looking to the future I think um because for some reason they don't seem to fancy Prem Sosodia with the red ball. He's more of a white ball option for them. So if they're looking for a future red ball spinner who turns the ball away from right-handers, I think he's a I think he's a great option. Yeah, I must say I was impressed with Rodri Lewis, um, and he played for a side in Prem cricket back home um, from me actually. And when he played for Berkshire last year, he picked up a lot of wickets in that stuff. And, mm. And Berkshire are a very good um, minor county side. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see that, of course. I think he's only 20, 21 years of age. Yeah, he's, he's not old, no. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But um, if we go back to preview in Durham, uh, they've mm. just got a win over Worcestershire. You mentioned Borthwick and Beddingham, both against centuries, a, a, a Kuhneman Pfeiffer. Um, Beddingham and Kuhneman, then, we'll focus on those two specifically. Um, do you see that battle with Nisa and Labashain being the the real difference in this game? Um, it'll be interesting because obviously it seems I, I don't think Glamorgan have got Labashain for that long. I don't know exactly how many games they've got him for. Um, but it's quite a big ask to even for the best batsman in the world for him to come in and say, "Go on then, go and play um, county championship." Um, 
because it's completely different. I know a lot of pundits say it's completely different ball games are playing in Australia. Most of the overseas that come over take time to adjust. Um, I know Hans come the other week hit a load of runs. Um, I don't know what he ended up on, but he hit quite a big hundred. Um, yeah, I think Nice is the key for me, it, rather than Labuschagne, which is quite a big statement because um, he swings it around and bowls at a good pace. So I think early wickets would be more important than maybe big runs on the first day. Um, obviously, I think for most people early on, you win the toss and you bowl. Um, and I think Nice is probably quite key. I don't think Podmore or Van der Gutten did anything wrong, but I think Nisa just brings a different different element to um, to that Glamorgan bowling attack. Yeah, weather obviously plays a, a big impact, especially down here in uh, in South Wales. But we saw against Gloucestershire in that opening game how um, the rain on day one just really set the mark for that day and Van der Hoekton took control. But then in the last three days when the pitch flattened out, the seamers in particular struggled from uh, from Glamorgan. Um, do you think they were really missing Nisa in, uh, in that? I, I don't think the seamers like I said did anything wrong I think um, the first day was very suited to seam bowling um, it was also helped by the cover not being able to move so the pitch was a bit awkward for the batters um, so yeah the, Harris struggled on the first day and then bowled a lot better in the second innings um, Podmore did really well in the first innings but didn't get it completely right in the second innings but that, you've also got to credit the batters you can't just say bowlers are really good when they take wickets and then turn around and say it's the bowlers fault when they go for runs you've got to credit the batters as well and Harris was fantastic um, it will be a different sort of challenge because you know Harris is an international he's fighting for an Ashes spot himself um, obviously you've got Warner and Kawaja but if Harris can get quite a few runs for Gloss early on then he's in with a shout for that Ashes side um, yeah I'd, it's a difficult one because I think Glamorgan they struggle a bit with having players that do more than one thing but not doing a specific role exceptionally well um, I'm expecting a big year from Dothwaite I think we've he's got to be stuck with because he, he's just a fantastic talent um, yeah Harris I think since he's arrived from Middlesex we everyone was sort of expecting big things and he hasn't really lived up to it um, but yeah I think it's a difficult one because I think Nisa does come straight in but I honestly can't work out who for you see Nisa being the leader of the bowling attack though and, and yeah do you massively see, do you see the because obviously Van Hookton stepped up in that first innings but like I said second innings where yeah. they did flatten out like you said credit to the batters and, and difficult bowling conditions for, mm. the, for the seamers but um, you know do you think Nisa is really needed to have someone to lead it because that was sort of it showed to be lacking in the second innings. Yes, but I also think that having a spinner would also work. Um, I think the underused weapon at Glamorgan, it might be because he's captain, is David Lloyd. Because he he gets wickets at important times. Um, so having him as maybe even the sixth bowling option means you can have Nisa leading the attack, you can have a spinner. Um, and then when, when it's needed, you can bring David Lloyd on to sort of move it around um, and potentially take a couple of wickets. Um, he's not going to grab you a load of wickets in a season, but he will take some important ones here and there. So he's sort of the um, unsung hero of that bowling attack. Um, a couple of times last year, he took wickets 
when no one else seemed to be able to get the breakthrough. So it's an interesting one with Glamorgan. Um, Nisa has to start leading that attack the moment he arrives. And I think, I do think a spinner is needed. Um, even if he doesn't bowl in the first innings, if, you, if you're bowling on day four, a spinner will get you a couple of wickets and will probably get you important ones if you look at what Kuhnman did. Um, against, it was Worcester, wasn't it? Worcestershire, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you look at what Kuhnman did against Worcestershire, he, um, he, he bowled quite a lot of overs on that last day and turned it quite a lot. Um, so yeah, I think a spinner is definitely needed because also people play spin differently to the way they play seam. If you're bowling the same thing over and over again, um, people will get used to it. And just uh, on Durham as a whole, I mean, on their bowling attack firstly, yeah. um, they got a pretty, I'd say pretty similar in the sense that they'll probably have a spinner, you know, Kuhneman, I think it's fair to say, is the stronger of the two between him and Salter. Mm. Um, and then, you know, Seamers, probably similar in the sense that they, you know, don't bowl, uh, um, you know, they got they got um, Ben Rain, for example, who bowls sort of that 70s mark, which the majority of Glamorgan bowlers do. But then Potts and Cass have started uh, the first two fixtures mm -hmm. bowl with a bit more pace which is something that's not seen in the Glamorgan side Nisa probably the the quickest of the lot um, yeah. in the low to mid 80s mark but Potts and Karsu can sometimes push 90 do you think that's gonna uh, really make a difference uh, yeah I, I think that's um, Potts I think is the big one um, he played in obviously a few test matches last year McCullum seemed to like him and then when Robinson was then fit again he got cut sort of straight away um, Robinson has showed that that was the right decision in the end but I think Potts will be a bit hurt by the fact that he's not in everyone's sort of conversations about the Ashes um, so he's looking to perform I think he took two wickets in two balls towards the end of uh, the Worcestershire game um, which set them up really well because they were they were fending out quite nicely and going for the draw and then obviously his two quick wickets got Koonman back in the game um, Potts has sort of been an unsung hero with um, Durham for a bit because obviously after he came out the England side there was a lot of talk about him being young bowled really well bowled really really well against New Zealand um, and then for some reason against South Africa he just sort of got let go and when he came back to Durham he didn't set the world alight but he just did his normal sort of standard job I think this year he's looking to kick on massively and I think he's the big one uh, Cass England sort of see him as a white ball bowler, um, so he'll be looking to prove prove them wrong as well and sort of show, especially with Archer getting injured in the IPL, we're not really sure what his injury is um, or whether he'll be fit for the Ashes, but Wood's bowling well in the IPL. England do need another bowler who does something different to the likes of Broad, Anderson and Robinson. Um, so Cast will be looking to get into McCullum's sort of eye line, uh, bowling around the 90 mile per hour mark quite consistently um, so yeah I think in both sides there's quite a lot to play for just at different levels because Potts and Cars want to get back into that England recognition Koonman wants to be in that Ashes squad um, and then you've got the likes of Nisa who wants to be in that Ashes squad as well so those two correlate quite nicely but you've then got um, Salter who's just trying to be sort of a first class regular again because he has been the first choice spinner for a long time um, and for the first game I know me and you were talking we didn't know what batsman wasn't going to be picked so that Salter could get in we just assumed he was definitely in 
Um, so Glamorgan not picking a spinner in the last game shocked quite a few people. And Carlson bowling 30 overs showed how much they missed it, I think. Exactly, yeah. And it's no disrespect to Carlson. I thought he actually bowled quite well. Um, but having Salter there as the first-class spinner, um, him getting dropped, I think, might kick him on to actually take a load of wickets this year and bowl really well. Um, because if he got he got the rough end of the stick a bit last year um, by being forced to open the batting uh, due to Byram's injury early on. Um and he sort of got found out of it technically, which isn't really his fault. He's he's not an opening batsman. But um, yeah, I think there are some interesting battles in the middle of that Durham and Glamorgan game, yeah. And as early as the season as it may be, um, obviously, like I say, Glamorgan are game behind, but with Gloucestershire and Yorkshire washed out uh, last week, just five points for each of them, yeah. with the new rules of draws being uh, three less points than what it was last year two sides recently relegated would be looking back getting from uh, on getting promotion back to Division mm. 1 Leicestershire now top Division 2 do you see this as Glamorgan's big chance to set their statement early yes it definitely is especially when you look at that Yorkshire squad um, just internationals everywhere um, I mean for me Yorkshire were the favourites at the start of the year um, obviously they don't have all their internationals for the whole season um, but I think having the likes of Bairstow, Root, Brook um, on your books. Milan is there for the whole season. Um, they were the favourites for me. But I honestly think Glamorgan can beat anyone. It just depends on the day, which is not a great place to sit um, because you don't know what Glamorgan's going to show up. But Glamorgan are... Sometimes they're um, a bit suspect to a collapse. But from what we saw the other day where we lost a few wickets in the first game and managed to block it out for the draw. That's a fantastic sight because it shows that the squad has that fight in them. They don't want to just throw their wickets away. Um, so yeah, I think this is I think this is a big game for Glamorgan in a sense of where they finish in the season. I'm not saying if they lose, then that's the season over, but I think it's a big statement that they could make very early on. So if we come on to predictions now, um, We'll go firstly with Glamorgan's team and then the results. So, mm. based on the opening game of the season, do you think the first seven writes itself? Lloyd, Byram, uh, Labuschagne, and Fringram. Yeah. Um, who's at four? Northeast. Northeast, Carlson, Root, Cook. Do you see them going batter heavy there? Difficult to drop any of them? It's difficult to drop any of them, um, especially with Labuschagne coming in. Um, but the way they might look at it is with Labashane in, we don't need that extra batter. We can pick the spinner. Um, oh, it's a tough one because you can't drop Carlson or Root, obviously. Um, you can't really drop an opener. And Northeast, I would say, is when Labashane's not there, I'd say he's Glamorgan's bolter. He's their best batter. Um, so, yeah, I think that top seven will, will stay the same. For this game, and then so your final four. It looks like he's going to be a very strong batting lineup because Nice has no mug. Do you see him at eight? He will either be at eight or well, him or eight or nine with yeah, Salter. With Salter, I think, yeah. Unless they go for um, Prem Sisodia as the left arm spinner, um, I think they will definitely pick a spinner. It's whether they pick Salter or whether they pick Prem. I think is the big question. Um, I don't think. I don't think. Kellaway's there yet I know he's on their books but I don't think he's there yet 
Um, I think Callum Taylor is more of a batter who can bowl. Um, he scored a load of runs last year for Newport in the uh, Premier League. So I think it's either Prem or Salter for the spin option. Um, I think they'll go Salter personally at eight, Nice and nine. And then that only leaves two spaces, so maybe is there room for Dothway? <sighs> Van der Hoopton's got to be there. He's got to be in. Um, Dothway struggled a bit with the ball. And they've got that extra batter. Do you and see they've it got being that extra batter. requirement in this game? I think in this game they may not pick him. Um, which pains me to say because I think I think he is an excellent excellent player um, so it's whether they want because the other thing as well is I think Nisa is going to take the new ball so if they want to open with Nisa and Van der Hoopton does Podmore have a place does, does Podmore have a place or is Harris the better one with uh, the first change um, I'm going to go Podmore He's the new boy from Kent. They want to get him in. Um, so I'm going to say eight Salter, nine Nisa, ten Pod, Podmore. Podmore and eleven Vanderhoofen. Yeah. So it sounds like a strong team. Yeah. Um, like we said, Durham two games in, one win, one loss, one very tight loss, mind you, to Sussex, who've uh, who started the season well in their one game they've played. Yeah. Um, and then a win against Worcestershire for Durham. Where do you see this one going? Let's let's ignore the fact it might rain. Yeah. Um, so if we're going with all results possible, um, ignoring the rain. Um, Durham obviously coming in with form. Glamorgan at home. I would say... I'm, I'm going to go with Glamorgan. Um, because I think having Nisa and Labashain is a big plus. But I also think whoever wins the toss, that's a big big thing I think um, that showed in the Gloucester game didn't it yeah I think whoever wins the toss at Sapphire Gardens sort of reflects who's going to come out on top in that game um, short straight boundaries and then sort of big boundary square of the wicket so with your swing bowlers they don't get hit for four that often through the covers whereas if you've got Potts and Cars bowling a bit quicker and Carlson on the back foot loves to cut um, Billy Root loves to go straight um yeah, I think we're suited for the ground, and I think it'll. It, I think it will be Glamorgan. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. That brings us to the end of this episode. That's all we've got time for this week. But be sure to join us again next week, where we'll be reviewing the Durham game uh, in episode four of YYFM's Glamorgan podcast. But for now, thank you for listening. It's goodbye from me, and goodbye from me. Deal Cambrando in YYFM. Am fwy o gynnwys fel hyn i ddiluniad lein ac i ar y ni wybod beth hoffech chi glywed nesaf, ewch chi it's yyfm.com. Thanks for listening to YYFM. For more content like this, to follow us online and to tell us what you want to hear more of, visit itsyyfm.com.